One of the things I keep thinking about this past weekend, if you had lined up the two top call 15 matchups in given scores, one being 49 to three and one being 24 to 10, there's no way you would not have picked Ohio state over Notre Dame as the 49 to three and Georgia as the 24 to 10. The entire narrative has been flipped on its head. Georgia's the fun team now, and they moved up to second in the AP and the coaches. And while that doesn't mean anything, people are taking Georgia seriously. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 314 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is the Georgia versus Samford preview. Yes, you heard me right. Samford with an M, not a T. The first opening day weekend is upon us, and we're going to talk about everything from offense, defense, special teams, and yes, even weather in Sanford Stadium. So, without any further delay, here's Will to get it all started. If I uh, if I seem more cogent <laughs> than I typically am on this podcast, I'm having uh, blood work tomorrow morning, so I can't drink. So for the first, so uh, if you're like, wow, for the first time ever, Will either is or is not making sense. Know that there has been a change. Uh, one night only, I assure you. One night only. I'm not getting blood work tomorrow. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Cody's going to make up for it. <laughs> I'm, I don't even feel you're going to give me, take too much. So I'm going to look like Iggy Pop by the end <laughs> of it or something. Um, anyway. I'm uh, treating tonight like I did when my wife was pregnant. I'm drinking for three. I understand. <laughs> um, I think Tommy Lasorda had a great uh, quote about Mike Sosha one time. He said, if he ra- he's so slow. If he races his pregnant wife, he finishes third. <laughs> I love that joke. Um, so anyway. Um, hey, I was there, unlike you slackers. Uh, I was actually there on Saturday, and so I have a much firmer and clearer understanding of what happened on Saturday, which is to say uh, everyone kind of stopped paying attention to the game about halfway through the second quarter, as uh, one might expect. Um, I was trying to think, was it, I was listening to Solid Verbal, shout out to the great Solid Verbal podcast. Dan Rubenstein, the co-host of uh, that show, is an Oregon guy. Was it he on our podcast? Yeah, I interviewed him a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And Dan uh, is an Oregon guy, and he posited accounting for football players always getting better as years go along, and Oregon generally not playing in national championship games or playoff games for a while, and the Pac-12 generally being down. His theory, having watched that game and having, as he said, watched Oregon football games his entire life. And Oregon, pretty good program, pretty solid program. He thinks that that is the best football team Oregon has ever played. That I heard was, that. That was his wow. argument. And yeah. uh, just watching it, he's like, listen, because remember, this Oregon team, they're different. Obviously, they have a different head coach. They were not a top five team or anything last year. But they beat Ohio State last year. A lot of the same guys are still there. They looked like Samford. And, and this is not, <laughs> I mean, they have played two national championship games in the past 10 years. Yeah. Right. Including the first one. Including the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and almost won that one for yeah. what it's worth. So that was the Auburn. Right? No, it was Ohio State. Ohio State. First one was Ohio State. Okay. And that was the one where what's the, the freshman quarterback came in for Ohio State. And, uh, Terrell Pryor? No, uh, no, the big guy. Haskin. Uh, not, Haskin. Uh, Haskin, the guy that died Wayne Haskin. Oh, okay. And um, so anyway, the point is, is that uh, that 
we can talk about the offense, and we will. Obviously, much to discuss uh, and how that went. We kind of talked a little bit in the post game show, which hopefully people that didn't have Apple Podcasts yeah, I'm glad were able you to find. Brought that up. I looked. I did some digging. Um, it's in the back section or the back the, end. The back end. Sorry, yeah. you did your research. It's in the back end of Apple. It never pushed it forward. And your buddy that you met in Ireland, mm-hmm. what's his name? The Klein. The Klein. He uh, tweeted at us saying that it was backdated. So. When I was in my hotel room in Columbia, not Columbia, Greenville, oh, South Carolina, uh, over the weekend at like 10 o'clock at night. That's when to you have some shit's going wrong if you're in Columbia <laughs> for in Labor Columbia. Day. <laughs> I was in Greenville. Uh, I think I just uh, selected the wrong date and that, that somehow the podcasting uh, wizards did not like that. And so it can be heard on Spotify. <laughs> it can be heard on SoundCloud. So we're going to call it the lost episode. The lost episode. The, which the I ba- think is awesome. The basement tapes. You can find it. you got to hunt for yeah, it. Only yeah, only the real heads. Only, only the, the real heads. Fans, yeah. Only the real heads know you, this one. Yeah, you have to hunt for it on Spotify and Google <laughs> Podcast <laughs> and SoundCloud. You'd be surprised. I mean, yeah. I was looking at some of the download numbers. You'd be surprised how many people listen on Apple oh, iPhone yeah. devices. And here's the thing. The Apple... Podcast player is not great. It's not user friendly. Mm. It's probably like the worst. It's gotten worse. It used it's, to be better. It's the worst user yeah. experience Apple product they probably make because they're kind of like eh and don't yeah. care about it. But you know, it's the one that everybody uses just out of ease because that's. And a lot of people started list like me. Started listening to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, and we'll just listen. I'm to the them. same way. No, I we'll could download. Listen. I have. It's why I still use Apple products, even as they themselves keep getting worse. Um, but anyway, um, for those of, if you listen, Apple to the, not a sponsor, not a sponsor. <laughs> Fix your crap, Apple. Um, as someone that, as we talked to the post game show, I mean, there's much to be said about the offense. But honestly, I like Oregon is not a terrible team, right. and Georgia just crushed them in a way that you would expect them. Like think about where we were last year after the Clemson game, right? The idea that. Okay, we've gotten over the tough one, got a little close, got a little hairy, but clearly that defense is really good, and we just got to give offense, the offense the time to kind of figure itself out. Fortunately, the schedule sets up in a way where there it really seems like it's going to be a while till there's a potential loss in the schedule. Now, we can argue about Florida. We can, I think, probably Florida is the one we argue. We'll see what happens after this weekend. But looking at that game, I was I watched the game with my I went to the game with my kids and Alexa and Alexa who loves Georgia football obviously she's like oh that wow I'm so glad they won but man there's we're not going to have any close games at all all year are we and that to me was the major takeaway from the game not so much that like cockiness like oh wow there's Georgia fans being cocky but legitimately like holy crap if they're doing this to a team that is. Again, maybe not 11, but certainly top 20. Sure. And with the potential to get better, I would argue that they will go have a different trajectory of their season than Clemson had to their season last year. I think Oregon's more likely to go up from this point than, than uh, Clemson was able to go last year. Well, the sky's the limit, man. And, and this is... We won Alabama, we got Alabama, (laughs) and that's what this is. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I have tried to be a little more clear-eyed in the past couple of days about is that Georgia – not Georgia. First week can lie to you. I mean – Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenny Hill was the pro- yeah. prohibitive Heisman favorite <laughs> yeah. after uh, you know four hundred something yards against South Carolina, yeah. and the closest he came to that was like 
one game where he got yeah. almost 300 yards. What was right. that Wisconsin quarterback that was yeah. great against Illinois um, during the pandemic? Graham Mertz. Yeah, Mertz. Yeah, Mertz. That's right. Still there. Um, but no longer considered. No longer considered <laughs> Graham Mertz. Um, so, you know, I, I, I want us to make sure that we don't place expectations on Stetson or this offense out beyond where, like, I, it's okay if, if we place them where the one piece of data we have from this year tells us. And there's some background data, that, of course, the progression this way, the national championship game, the way he played at times last season outside of the Alabama game, the first Alabama game. Um, but we also want to make sure that we don't over – uh, we don't place over an over overly high reliance on whatever happens this week too, because it's Sanford. Um, and I'm not trying not I'm not downgrading Sanford at all. I'm just saying it's a FCS team um, whom, with the last time we played, we beat super handily. I don't remember the actual score, but it was like, like in the 40s to the more, teams, like 40 something to 14. Yeah. So, um, having said all of that, Alexis right. <laughs> the odds are every game we play is going to be probably easily a 14-point game. Um, and if it's not, people are going to be like, oh, what's wrong with Georgia? Hmm. Right? And, unless, you know, like, maybe there's a world where Florida we get, goes in there. and they've Florida been, is worthy of discussion. Right. Florida, I mean, there's also a world where Tennessee is. We'll know more about Tennessee this week. They face Pittsburgh. We'll know more about Florida this week. I guess, yeah, we'll know more about Florida. More about Kentucky and, and Kentucky. Yeah. Right? Um, so I, I, I want us to make sure that we don't – we don't let our view of things get – we don't overly rely on the first week, uh, and we take them all within the, the framework of you know building on each other. Because the reality is there's a, absolutely a world where Georgia is exactly what people thought. They just didn't show it last week. There's also a world where Oregon really is as bad as they looked in, you know, under a new coach and new defensive scheme and new offensive scheme. Um, I obviously don't think that, it but looked like, it looked like a lot of bad tackling to me on Oregon. Well, I mean, there's a world where that there's a world that happens when you have much better athletes. You know, we just yeah. uh, shout out to Kirby, Kirby Smart calling it out. I mean, I didn't. I, I know y'all talked on the lost episode <laughs> about it. Go find it. Let us know if you find it. Anyway, I was taken aback by the lack of. It looked like polish, and maybe that's because Dan Lanning was new. Bo Nix looked like Bo Nix. Um, but the vaunted linebackers, because that's what I kept reading about, I saw a bunch of missed tackles. I mean, Stetson uh, abused him on you know, when he had, had his pass to McConkey. Uh, Washington jumped over him, and if you look at that in slow motion, the guy gave up before he jumped. Yeah, and he, sure, there wasn't a linebacker, probably a, a safety trying to make a tackle. But he, just, he took the football solo out of that guy, <laughs> and you know that's kind of what you hope you see the rest of the season um, out of Georgia. Um, I mean, there's. It's totally possible that Oregon is that slow. It's totally possible that Oregon is that poorly coached. I think Georgia's that much better than them. I agree. What was that? I didn't, Jerry. Uh, I I, I kind of like this two consecutive weeks weeks of amusing Kirby Smart post game or pregame frankness. Yeah, the idea that he would then, he's like he'll never tell you this, but he lost because our guys are so much better than his is, and he didn't say it with that little smirk that I just kind of gave it, but he's close. Yeah, <laughs> like he had a little bit of that vibe, which I which again is the sort of thing you can do when. 
like I, I, it's something you can do when the guy used to coach with for you, yeah, <laughs> and you can like, play, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and so I think you can pull that off. But yeah, it was, it was kind of a funny thing, and maybe it's maybe it's that simple. Maybe it's just that simple. But if Oregon, who like Oregon right now, if they were to play Florida on a neutral field, I would say Florida would be favored by six. No, yeah, maybe six, and that seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, and Georgia just beat the money semi-neutral field. However, when they discuss it, by forty-six, yeah. and it could have been worse. I mean, it's again, you're not going to play. I think there were some. There's been some deeper film breakdowns that I've done that saw some mistakes that Georgia made, the things that they didn't get exactly right. Um, you know, I think we can certainly discuss those if we want. Though I don't know how much they're going to come up in Sanford or Kent State or well, I mean, anybody else, but. I do think it's important. I mean, Georgia did give up over 300 yards of offense. They didn't get a three and out until fairly late in the game. Um, there were some missed tackles. There were some missed assignments. I mean, I said this on the post-game podcast, that this was nearly the perfect game. There's enough there for Kirby to be <laughs> mad about, to yell at and point out in film study, but still only gave up three points. And the second and third string kept their first string out of the goal, out of the end zone when they got inside the five. And um, I, I think if you look at the offensive side of the ball, there are going to be teams that Georgia plays later this season that um, – I mean, I think it was interesting. Oregon said they were, they were expecting us to run perimeter stuff, and we ran perimeter stuff and still were able to do it. We will face teams with faster linebackers or better prepared linebackers or whatever it is. We just will. And there will come a point where we're going to have to rely on the run game, and we're going to have to get a push on the offensive line. Um, the good news is that won't be for a couple of weeks, and that just gives that offensive line a little more time to gel. How surprised were you the fact that the quote came out today where Kirby said today was the worst practice of the year? Not at all surprising. <laughs> follows the script. Follows the script. Yep, follows the script. Yeah, the Tuesday the Tuesday before Samford, yeah, it's terrible. It's, oh, God, no energy. We, we, we're terrible. Yeah. Uh, just strength and conditions down. The whole thing, right? Yeah. Guys, guys not hustling. Yeah. It's, you know, it again, so it follows the script. But, you know, the, the reality is, it's like Kirby has to figure out a way to motivate these guys yeah. on a regular basis. Think about it. Fans could check out between now and Florida. So I don't think there's any question. That why would 18 to 22 year olds <laughs> check out, read their own press clippings? I mean, that's a cliche, but it's true. I mean, look, the most impressive thing that Nick Saban has done is not the consistent recruiting, although it's super impressive. It's the fact that he's able to consistently motivate his team of yep. 18 to 22-year-olds to give their level best, even though they are absolutely the best at, at what they do. I need to correct that. 18 to almost 25-year-olds. I, yeah, I mean, Illinois, Illinois has got a 29-year-old punter, so, like, and a 24-year-old quarterback, for that matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Illinois has got – I mean, Georgia's got a 25-year-old. Yeah. 20, no, he's a 24-year-old or 23-year-old quarterback mm. and a 26-year-old punter. and. Yeah. Um, so news the thanks thanks pandemic. I looked it up. It's Aussie 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 Oi Oi Oi. That's the cheer for. We won't have to do it much, hopefully. <laughs> Although that punt, oh my goodness, yeah. he crushed it. He is, yeah. All the Henry and over the over the yeah. the punter. I think it's gonna be okay. I think it'll be fine. I watched Kirby Smart All Access, um, and at the end of that Kirby Smart All Access, he calls Thorsten Thorsten. You know, kind of like an attaboy for. Finally getting to punt. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a flex move. That's a flex move. <laughs> Finally getting to punt. Um, but yeah, so I mean, what, what, what can you say, man? I, I mean, it was, it was incredible. Like it was definitive and it's going to be a while until Georgia. Is it Florida? 
Like, is there any other thing that gives you I'm, any sort of sweat? I'm going to be excited to read all of the South Carolina bros leading up to the Georgia-South Carolina game mm-hmm. because it's in Columbia and they've got Cock Commander and, <laughs> what is it, Rampage? What do they call that stupid song they play? Well, I mean, South Carolina needs to worry about beating... Georgia State. Yeah, that was close uh, for a while. They won that game because they had two block punts for touchdowns. They only scored 21 points against Georgia State. How did State. Spencer Rattler do? He did fine. He did perfectly fine. But this um, has not entered the Heisman race, much like Stetson Bennett, actually. Strangely. I, you, you, know, you know what I'm, <laughs> looking, what I'm looking forward to after this 40-93 victory? We've never been accused of being smug. We might start to be smug towards all of these other other schools and fan bases because of our ring and because of what Georgia did. I mean, I can feel kind of the smirk coming on my face right I mean, now when for, I talk about these. I mean, things. I get it. <laughs> and this is why, I mean, maybe we need Kirby to coach us up and keep <laughs> us uh, uh, best. But, I mean, not for nothing. But, like... Future t-shirt. They literally just beat them 40 by 46, 15 by 46 points and did not see... And were there mistakes made? Yes. Yeah. That is a reason... To be more optimistic, not less. The idea that they didn't actually play perfect and wipe—it's weird to do that, right? Like it's like, well, we got things we got to clean up. Like, is that supposed to scare other teams less? <laughs> like, like eventually you're going to clean them up and it's going to get worse. And I think that's that's the part of it. And so, listen, do I? This comes to something that people keep talking about with college football, which is it's a lot of it's turning into the Premier League and that there are certain teams that are just going to be freaking awesome every year. And how great is it that Georgia is one of them? Totally awesome that Georgia is one of them. But I think this speaks to the idea of like Clemson was number four. I think they're still number four. Yeah. Uh, but like I watched, I was at the game Monday night. I, I was around a bunch of Clemson fans. They hate ukulele so much mm-hmm. I did not now I, I think everyone considers him a little bit of a disappointment sure. I did not realize that fan base and I guess their, their freshman came in and played pretty well in the fourth quarter but that fan base hates him like with a I'm trying to think of a of a of, an, of a reasonable was uh, there a, like a think back to an old Georgia quarterback or reasonable in Clemson or kind of a yeah, weird thing, but but it's like some sort of a comparison between a guy where they're just like, oh, you don't got it. Like, you don't got it, and it's just not going to happen. And It's kind of like how Falcon fans felt towards Matt Ryan towards the end of his tenure uh, with Atlanta. Oh, Bruce yeah. Suter pitching for the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, at a certain level, there's just a um, uh, maybe Josh Hader with the uh, with the Padres, but at a certain level, like they hate, like they 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 think he's tentative, they think he's weak, they think he's all hype, they hate him. And I and oh I, Dan Mullen, <laughs> yeah. And I still think that they might they might still be the number four team in the country. And I think that speaks to what kind of what we're talking about, right? The I idea mean, that like Georgia, Alabama, and maybe I mean Ohio State's still probably yeah, there, Alabama. but like I mean Ohio State, I mean. I mean, look, there, and I don't say this lightly, there is a world where it's Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama second team, Georgia second team. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. And we'll see about that. But that to me is, you're right. It's how do you not 
feel get a little smug like that. And I'm sorry, but like I, I mean, Alabama all, fans have handled it with grace. I was literally just about to say that. Like, how many Alabama fans do we know that we've been like, oh, they're so freaking smug, and they've been like, no, we're right, we are this good. And I'm sorry, you see it as smug, but of course you see it as smug because you're not as good as we are. And you're like, you're you're doing it again, and you're like, yep, that's what happens when you're this good. Sorry, if you were as good as us, you would understand. And I kind of feel that does not. I kind of understand. I do kind of understand, and it doesn't mean so awesome. It doesn't mean that George is going to go undefeated. No. It doesn't mean that George is going to win the national championship. It just means there's no reason to sweat South Carolina. There's no reason to sweat Missouri. There's really no reason to sweat Auburn. And I think you can start looking at games now where you're like, okay, we'll see what Florida is. Mississippi State, maybe because weird stuff happens with that team and it's on the road. Maybe Kentucky, if Kentucky, whatever. But like on the whole, if you like last year, we left a game where they did not play like this against a team that might be not as good, uh, might be about as good as Oregon's going to be this year. And we were like, wow, they're going to go to the SEC championship game probably undefeated. Why would we not do that now? <laughs> like, why would we not do that now? I think it's perfectly reasonable to do that now. I'd agree with that. Um, I do want to talk about a couple of other things that happened around the country. I think it, talk about, will you please talk about Iowa? Sorry. <laughs> Come on, listen. Well, we're going to talk about Iowa's offense. It's very, very Earl Weaver. Get that. Get the, the, their the, defense scored more. Sorry. Four three. Um, well, that's part of the plan. See, 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 Brian, Kurt Ferentz has hired his, no, I'm sorry. AD's hired Kurt Ferentz's son to be the, the offensive coordinator in, He's easing him into the role. Okay. Um, yeah, it's. I have Iowa fan friends who are like, "We won. Who cares?" No, 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 right. no. I mean, no. honestly, like, <laughs> I, we what we as as ordinarily reasonable football fans see as um as a glitch. They it's very much a feature, not a bug to them. <laughs> yeah, oh, it nope. just is. It is. We won. Hey, we're winning football games. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll take I'll take nine and three, ten and two. Did you of course. see if Illinois went if Illinois went nine and three winning games five to four all year, I'd be elated. Of course I would be. <laughs> somebody somebody on Twitter overlaid the CBS college football intro with all of Iowa's game. <laughs> <laughs> well the, what, an interesting thing Dan Rubenstein does is is on, on box scores like that, he does yeah, the he does the dramatic reading of the mm. uh, how the drives end and it's like punt, 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 this field, field goal in on downs. Field goal, punt, <laughs> over on downs, safety, punt, punt. Fumble, punt. Yeah, they weren't playing Purdue. They were playing the Jackrabbits. Yeah, yeah no. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you just made a mistake by playing. A, a but that's the point, them. right? That's the whole Iowa thing. Oh, if they beat yes. them like fifty-six to seven, they wouldn't be Iowa. That's the whole point. You beat everyone the same yeah. way. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. The, that's you, the deal. The most boring way possible, and you wave at a kid at the hospital. <laughs> oh I mean, God. that's what Iowa does. I know. I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah, but this is what they funny. do. They're very yeah. proud of it. Yeah. Um, I we again I tell you if it, it, if Illinois won games with two safeties and a yeah, field goal you'd take it. I I went nine and three. I oh mean, my god. Listen, yeah, Jason so Kirk happy. Jason Kirk from Shutdown Forecast said it's seven the Iowa way and it never will not be that way. <laughs> um anyway, speaking of it was finally Scott Frost Day. Um thanks enough about that. Um I do I, I do want to talk for a minute about Florida and then I want to, to laugh at LSU and Florida State. Oh, please do. Um, you have to do it in Brian Kelly's voice. <laughs> Have to do all of it, or can no, I do just, Florida? Just my voice. Okay. So Florida got a fantastic win. Um, what would we be thinking about differently about Florida if instead of intercepting in the past, uh, yes, um, 
uh, mullet boy, what's his name? Mm. Uh, not, not, yeah, the Stephen Garcia lookalike <laughs> had if he had actually completed the inter, the, the pass step throw interception. Yeah, I think we would, right? Because that game was. Um, I will tell you the one thing I was most surprised about Florida in in that game is they held up pretty well in the trenches against what I believe to be a very physical football team in Utah. Um, however, dude, you can't. You can't let a team drive down the field in forty-seven seconds. I mean that that yeah. I mean that happened. That happened to three. That happened three different times. Um, it happened uh, North Carolina in in App State, which should surprise no one because Mac Brown is committed to playing. He's committed to scoring more points than uh, mm-hmm. Brad Darty. Who's the who's the coach at North Carolina now in basketball? Uh, uh, it's not Brad Darty. No, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, just give me a second. Yeah, whoever it is. Uh, he's committed to score more points than his, his colleague in the basketball. Then um, um, the guy, former ESPN guy. The former ESPN broadcaster. Jay Billis? No, not, no he's, he's Duke. <laughs> oh. uh, I, not, I'm, yeah. I'm mad at myself. I can't remember who North Carolina's basketball coach it's is. It's the guy that used to be on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, Jason Williams. No. Hubert he's Davis. also Duke. Hubert Davis. Thank you, Hubert Davis. Good know. job. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, Thank you. Or, you know, the LSU-FSU game, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, they, you can't. You can't, after getting that stop, just turn around and let them drive right down the field. It's just like, that's that's not something you can do. Anthony Richards also, I understand now why they, they fired Dan Mullen. He's a G-code. He's yeah, a G-code. Yeah. Now, he... He's also the SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Also, um, yeah. Um, well, like with, the guy with, that... Uh, yeah, 100 fewer yards. <laughs> but he did look very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do not want to take that away from Florida. But Florida also, I, I think I think we'll know a lot more about Florida. I think... I, I could be proven wrong. I think Kentucky's a more complete team. That doesn't mean they win because that's going to be a fun game. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I mean, look, look, I think Anthony, I think, I think, I think Richardson probably is probably going to be the best athlete on the field and mm-hmm. nearly every game he, he plays in until they get to, to Jacksonville. And uh, that might carry them, right? It could. Um, well, well, see now I, why, why I meant to say was boys. I, I mean, you know, I, I <laughs> by the way, did you, did you hear his quote at halftime? No, I said, so, He's coming in. That ESPN halftime. Uh, the asylum reporter catches him and says, "Coach, tell me, tell me what you think about the first half." It's like, he's like, "Well, we we sure didn't play really well. I mean, I don't think we could have played any worse. I mean, I don't know. It's my first game. Maybe they can." And it was like, "Oh my <laughs> God!" He did not just say that. Now, to be fair, Brian Kelly has a a history of throwing his team under the bus or putting them up on scissor lifts. But, um, dude, I, but you know, I I we all thought the same thing. LSU's going to score a touchdown here, and they're going to miss the extra point. Really? Happen, right? You thought that? I tweeted that. Oh, you I, I really did. I because I thought, I said, this is the most LSU thing that can possibly yeah. happen. Yeah. Like two blocked extra points that after they drive down the field because FSU is suddenly like, we don't play defense anymore. <laughs> it's so weird. It was awesome and glorious. And college football is back. I'm so happy. Oh, so uh, I'm Matthew sorry. Matthew Leach is still alive, by the way. Huh? Matthew Leach is still alive. Yeah, FSU's 2-0. and oh. Yeah? I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, they got votes. They got votes this week. <laughs> Good for them. Um, Good for them. And then, of course, Clemson, George Tech. Clemson. Clemson, you can't be letting George Tech hang around that long. Although, <laughs> I guess Jeff Collins also yeah, has – Talk a, about the half, the, in, the second quarter right before half. So, it was what, 14 nothing hmm. at half, right? 14-3. Um, 14-3. George Tech got the ball. No, Clemson had the ball. Whoever it was, it was but like forty-three they, seconds left. They burned they uh, three timeouts. Just let them stay on the clock. I don't know if it's part of his bile is he gets a, a rider for extra timeouts. But Jeff Collins, Jeff didn't even you didn't get any sir to be called Geoff wasting timeouts like that. He just he just. 
just a waste of time. And then he punched a bunch of timeouts in the third quarter. Yeah, (laughs) it's like, it was... And listen, they're not winning that game anyway. They're not winning that game, but at least try. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Dude, there were also... They had... They had one offensive lineman, and I'm like, oh. I don't, I don't mean to call out a kid, yeah, no, but I noticed passes? it. I noticed every time the screen passed, he just like he did not block us all. He just kind of ran out there and was like, like one time he got knocked over by one of his own linemen trying to go block the guy that he should have blocked. He just kind of was like, have you seen the gif of the security guard that doesn't really <laughs> yeah, check yeah. it? That's what he was doing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. That team, I, Scott, you want to talk about this? So we'll, we'll I, I'll, I will go there since we're on George Tech. Um. I wanted Collins to be good enough so that he would stay. Yep. Right? Because on on one hand, I don't want them to be so good that I I'm like, God, we gotta go play them again. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there were times I felt that way about oh Paul Johnson, right? Yeah. I definitely felt that way under Bobby Collins. I'm not Bobby Collins. <laughs> Bobby Ross. Bobby Ross. Uh, I mean, I think uh, uh Pepper Rogers. No, the the Irish guy. Holtz. Uh, yeah, he went to several, he, he coached at several colleges. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> he climbed Kilimanjaro. He um, but yeah, I was, I dread, not dreaded, but I was like, I didn't like playing them. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be that good, but I want them to be relevant enough that we don't have to play a damn noon game on yeah. Thanksgiving every single year. And they're just not, and I don't. I don't see how they will be because it's not the coach. Dude, they could lose to Western Carolina the way they played last night. It is not, and it's not the coach. It is the it's the it's the alumni support. It's administration support. Will you were at the game? How many tech fans do you think were actually there? I mean, well, for the record, one thing to definitely note from that game is the top deck was closed. Yeah. Uh, now, one of the reasons I went to the game, the reason I went to the game is last year uh, I took my dad uh, to the. We like we now have a tradition of going to the Monday night game because tickets are never very expensive because people don't really want to go to a Monday night game on Labor Day weekend, <laughs> and even if it, they just don't, like I get yeah. it. Like, would you wanted to drive back from Atlanta last night to? No. Maybe, it's a lot when you have, everyone has to go back to work on Tuesday, and so the tickets are not actually very expensive. And last year we went to Louisville, Mississippi, where the place was like hot, like. The ball hit the ground and it echoed. Like it was real. So they got two teams that you'd think would do better. One is Clemson and one is a mile. One is I ran from my hotel to their football stadium this morning. So like they're obviously pretty close. Um, the, but the upper deck was still not, was entirely closed. Like it would like, like Atlanta United was playing Austin FC or something. Um, and I would say it was just 60% Clemson. And forty percent Georgia Tech, which is probably a little lower. I would have thought Clemson was actually a little bit higher than that, but Clemson's fans were the ones making all the noise. <laughs> like there was definitely no Georgia Tech fans. They remind you know what they remind me of? They remind me of Illinois football fans. Ooh. They remind me of Illinois football fans. Like we're like here because someday we'll be able to when when this is over, <laughs> we'll say we came to this, and 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 there's a certain kind of. Uh, uh, they remind me of Georgia basketball fans, mm. actually. Okay, and um, and I think you see that with it. I've been to Georgia Tech basketball games. They got a better vibe at the oh, basketball yeah, games than they do than they do at the football games, which is weird because they've won a national championship in my lifetime. And so uh, it was it was definitely, but more to the point, like I feel like everything in that first half. I didn't think Clemson played very well in that first half no, at all. No. But Georgia Tech just not only could not take advantage of it, seemed to not really be. Trying to take. I don't think they have the athletes. Yeah, they just it was, it was it was it was a it was un, it was not a good thing. It was it was not, uh, uh, and I guess that was an ACC game, 
Mm-hmm. That it was, was the ACC yeah. game. It was just taken as a home game from Georgia Tech. It was a Georgia Tech home yeah. game. At least that's what the announcers said. Yeah. So well. the announcers were crucifying Jeff Collins at the, yeah. at the end of the half. I mean, it was Pash. Yeah, it was Dave Pash. Yeah. Uh, it was Dave Pash. Dave Pash. Yeah, yeah, they were not holding back. Yeah. And then Tom Luganbill, who played at Georgia Tech, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of came on and said that that uh, Collins said that. He was worried that uh, if Clemson Clemson would try to go for the first down or something like that. Yeah, he didn't, didn't even say. I heard you can tell that Luganville yeah. didn't really buy it either. Yeah. I don't think Collins. I think maybe to Collins' defense, he didn't realize what had happened till it, it was already too late. Yeah. And because they 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 had a penalty and they gave him a ten second runoff and that's what started it all. It's like, what are you doing? I don't know. He could have taken the time out there though. That's the thing. He could. That's right. He could have taken the time out. Uh, on the 10-second runoff, which is the thing that almost happened in the LSU-FSU game. Had he not gotten the first down yeah. and gone down and they stopped the clock for a review, uh, they would have given a 10-second runoff, and that, and that wouldn't have happened. And listen, whatever. Like, on one hand, I mean, before Georgia won the national championship, Curry Smart was constantly getting stuff sure. all the time for getting, yep. like, little time things wrong or play calling or whatever. On the other hand, that's the sort of, like, if you're where he is, where, like, it's one thing for Scott Frost to like constantly come up short in these games. Then it just comes epidemic. But like, I don't think anyone thinks Frost is not like trying and doing his absolute best. I think he's a little snake bit. I think he tries too hard, and I think that's one of the reasons they lost to Northwesterners. He gets too amped up and makes mistakes. With Collins, like that's such a tough job. And if you're, if you have to be so detail oriented and almost anal retentive just to have a shot mm-hmm. in that job to. Have all the trouble with talent retention, all the trouble with with support staff like uh, like Tony's talking about, and then also get that stuff wrong uh, on the one night of the year where anyone's going to be paying attention to you. Where everyone, the rest of the season, yeah, uh, is it's bad. It's not great. It's yeah, not great. and the uniforms were abysmal, abysmal. Yeah, the all navy. I mean, and I tweeted last night, and I had a handful of people agree with me that they should go back to that black watch uniform that they wore back in the 80s and they did a throwback last year i don't they've georgia tech has changed their school colors more than any <laughs> other school i've known because when i was growing up in the 80s it was black and gold yep and now it's like navy and off-white and with a honeycomb helmet i mean it's it's horrible and so what and then even chase kelly we should talk about him later he had a great uh, game against Western Michigan. Big game for him. Um, <laughs> Chase Kelly pointed out the fact that the gold on the helmet doesn't match the gold of the pants or the sleeve or, or the stripes on the sleeves. It's it's a nightmare. Well, speaking of Chase Kelly, who gets the colors right? Seven six apparel, nailed it. Yeah. They nail it. Is this the first time we've done the ad read before we start to talk about the game that we're previewing? Probably. <laughs> Probably. It's, it's, it's a natural ebb and flow. It's a natural ebb and flow. Um, Tells a little bit about the game. Yes. Yeah, so you know the seven six. If you want to get on some sweet seven six, good. Go to the seven six dot com. Uh, free shipping if you put WSLS. That's the first it. time you've gotten it right. Nailed it. It's I like don't. I still know if it's Jeff or Todd, but uh, mucking. But, uh, but you do know the code. Yeah, WSLS for free shipping. You know, I have yeah. a story about that. Oh, do you? Yeah, friend of the podcast, uh, Sarah Sailors. Uh, shout out to Sarah. We were having a watch party here, and it was about 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock, about dark. In the morning? In the evening. Oh. <laughs> and she and her husband, Blake, who they, yeah, they live oh, close yeah, Blake, by. Right. Blake, Blake was a standout uh, special teams ace and defensive back uh, on for Georgia a handful of years ago. But uh, they drove by, 
is is and they saw us and we talked to him and she said and Blake had the duck hunt t-shirt on yep. and she said that she was listening to one of the episodes and she heard the the code uh-huh. and I, I'm honest to God truth and she said that she immediately went to the76.com and placed the order for Blake's shirt. Awesome. So she had a great Instagram post. Um, she's, by the way, you should go follow her, Sarah Sailors on Instagram. Um, she had a great Instagram post and tagged us in it and tagged 76 Apparel in it. But um, I'm typing the76.com. And I, is it, do I type out the number or do I type out the. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to spell it out. I spell it so it's, so it's not the number seven number six. T H E S E V E N S I X dot com. That totally worked. And before we belabor it, because they're they're getting their their couple minutes, but I do want to I do want to get get into a couple of things. They do have some new apparel. They have new apparel for Braves and the Bulldogs. And the my favorite thing, favorite new T shirt they have for the Braves is Von Grissom's, Von Grissom's quote saying, "I thought it was going to be a Met." Which would have been terrible. <laughs> they made that a T-shirt. Uh, they got the Atlanta soft serve, which is not talking about the way they play baseball. It's the fact that when they when they beat the Mets two out of three or something, they got an ice cream machine back in the clubhouse. They've got the Billy Bats uh, for Contreras, and they've got an Austin Riley quote saying, "I crush the ball." And hunt deer, and it ain't deer season. Which I mean, <laughs> that's, that's uh, boy, that's the I love that. That's, that's super that's, Braves. Yeah, and <laughs> that then, is uh, super. That will get you so many local endorsements. They they do have some new shirts for Georgia. They've got the duck the duck hunt shirt, which Blake was wearing. Um, they have the Maverick hat, which is uh, basically like a blacked out Georgia state of Georgia. With it looks like uh, what. Top Gun Maverick, I yeah. guess you could say. But it's is, not the actual logo, I would assume. It's, it's, it's just not, resembles. No, no, no. They, do, they do a really good job of walking a, a tight line. Um, they got a state flag patch hat, which I saw is really awesome. They got something. It's a t-shirt that's lighted up, and it's got the state of Georgia, but then it's got four fingers coming out of the top of Georgia, like around Dalton. Um, <laughs> like when you hold up, you'd have to see it. Go, go to the website and look it up. They have Athens Hunt Club, and then they have a vintage RBU Shirt, which uh, just names out Trippy, Herschel, Tate, Hampton, Worley, Hearst, Davis, and Edwards. So okay. there you got it. Seven Six Apparel so, on and, social media, and it's, and it's the T H E, the number. No, 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 no. spell it out. The uh, you're a writer. You should be able to S E V E N S I X X. Excuse me. Dot uh, dot edu dot com dot com. Yeah, that there we go. Sense. That yep. makes sense. And the enter W S L S. Samford, Tony. Samford. All right. So we're going to lead off Samford basketball. Chris Hatcher. No. (laughs) For the record, just to know, uh, Georgia did play Samford in basketball uh, in December 2020. And they were down by four at halftime. Georgia was down by four at halftime. This was also, this was when they had all the players before they transferred. Yeah. Wheeler, PJ Horn, Justin Keir, Ty Fagan, all those players were on this team. So I don't know what Georgia scored, but does the football team have a chance of getting that high against? Uh, They scored 79. So probably. probably I mean, they could. Probably, but they won't. Maybe right. 69. Yeah. Nice. But um, I do not believe in this circumstance. I'll put it this way. If Sanford is ahead at halftime in this game, uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to have a different tenor for the, the, that and many future podcasts. There will be different smugness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Chris Hatcher is still the coach. If, if you don't recall, Chris Hatcher won the Harlan Hill Trophy plan for Valdosta State. Coached at Valdosta State. Moorhead State? Maybe I, somewhere else. He coached at Valdosta Murray State. Murray State. Okay. Uh, Georgia Southern. 
Oh, that's right. For the Southern for a little bit. Two years. Uh, And he's been, well, he coached Samford when we played them in 2017, right? That was was, Jake Rom's first home game. Um, Yeah. I mean, we can aim or score. I mean, we can aim or score. If we were 1989 Houston, we could score 97 points on them. Literally, we could. Um, we're not 97-79 Houston. Uh, the, the line on this game is almost 50 points. It's I wouldn't touch this game because anything can happen. It wouldn't even surprise me if we have a running clock in the third half, a third quarter. I mean, how, hot's, it, how hot's it going to be? It's well, gonna be or it could be hot. raining. We it's don't know. Because Austin P famously had the running clock. Yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah. we're not going to. It looks like a rainy day. It, it, looks might, like a rainy it day. might actually be it, bad weather. The, the, the Weather Channel said potential downpours. Yeah, <laughs> which is Fun not day. great. Fun yeah. day. Um, Fun day. I mean, like they they beat Kennesaw State last week. Uh, I wouldn't say handily, but they beat them. Uh, they have uh, their they have a, a wide receiver that caught like two hundred yards. Kendall Watson was not had nine receptions for one hundred eighty seven yards and yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he he, he called the line shares of those catch uh, the line share of the the four almost four hundred yards of offense they had. Um, yeah, they're just. Look, they are. There are a lot of guys that transferred from places you've heard of, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Wake Forest, and they they're all transferred in because they want to play in time. I mean, this is not a roster of. It's not a roster of. They did better in the transfer portal than Georgia Tech did, <laughs> I, and I don't, I don't say that lightly. Yeah. I don't say that lightly. They did. Uh, it's just that Georgia Tech had better players. They had Division One players yeah, yeah. before, even despite seventeen of their players leaving. They still had Division One players, uh, Division One A players. Um, Look, Sanford, they could they could score some points. I mean, Georgia's defense, um, I wouldn't say look sleepy. Just they didn't hit all their marks last week. Um, I, I think it's unreasonable for us to think they are going to shut them or keep them out of the end zone. Just because I think it's unreasonable any game to keep someone out of the end zone. I, I would not be surprised if we run the ball a lot against this team just because we can. And that it feels is, like a, particularly if it's raining. It that's feels the like, simplest way to get yeah. from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we have proof of concept of what Munkin can do with Bennett running the offense. Um, it's the simplest way to get point A point B. It also gets us out of the stadium fast. Yeah. Um, which means we're not scoring. We're not covering fifty points if that's the case. Yeah, yeah and Hatcher has I forget what they call it, but he's pass happy. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah he's yeah. always kind of run like a run and shoot type. Not not really no, running. I mean, but, look, he, he is out of the how mummy thing. I think the only interesting thing is uh, Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart both were coaches on Hatcher's staff. Yeah, Kirby got his first coaching job mm. by from Chris Hatcher at Valdosta State. Right, and Hatcher played for. Uh, did he play for Hell Mummy or did he play? Was there a different coach that was there then that came off the Hell Mummy tree? I think, but either way, I mean that's. His offense. Was Nick Hyder, wasn't it? Was that Hyder? No, no. He coached Valdosta High School. school. Um, so you pay it forward. That's why. That's why Sam Frater. You pay it yeah. forward. That's I thought. I, thought uh, I can't believe I'm the one doing this. I thought Seth Emerson had a really good piece today about why teams Drink. play FCS schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I'm one, I'm raising my hand. I'm guilty of this, saying like I can't believe they're playing these FCS schools. He made very good points about why Georgia, Oklahoma. You know, everybody it. but Notre Ole Dame. Miss. Yeah, play um, these FCS schools, and it's not just for the payday because I mean I think they're getting five hundred grand. Well, it's actually a good thing for Georgia because a G five school is going to cost two million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. FCS school is going to cost five hundred thousand. And Kirby had a really good quote that you'd have to read it. I can't quote it from Seth's article, basically saying that this is the lifeblood of even high school football because all these kids aren't going D one. Right. They've got to have a place to go, and it's a good way to. Kind of pay it forward. 
Yeah. When you've, when you're originally. Yeah. And, and for a lot of, yeah. Pro- and yeah. for a lot of programs, it's a, it's a win and it's bunts and seats or at least ticket sales. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good for them. but otherwise, game wise, I, I, I feels like it's going to be a name your score. It, 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 I don't. I feel like you've got it right, Tony. Like it's if, particularly if the weather's bad, it's just run, get the clock, get through this. Which is weird to say for the first home football game since Georgia won the national championship, mm-hmm. but it does feel like there's as much as I joke about like oh don't be scared of Missouri, don't be like there. Those are much more real games than this. Yeah, you, you do. You get through, you get through it, and you get you, you get everybody running. Did Georgia come out of last week healthy? I know Chris Smith separated the ball and the guy's neck on that one hit. <laughs> it was a legal, very legal hit, but looked like his shoulder was messed up. Yeah, I, that. I saw somebody had a minor, a minor injury. I can't remember who it was from the press conference this afternoon. Uh, maybe Tresman Marshall. I don't don't quote me on that, but um, yeah, I think I think we wound up. Uh, certainly not as bad as, as some teams. Uh, you know, uh, Smith for LSU, blowing oh, ACL. Yeah, all the celebra- that that reminded me of Malcolm job. Mitchell, yeah. remember, against yeah, Clemson? He, he pulled a Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah. Um, but, you know, overall, I think I think we're in a, a pretty decent shape health-wise. I got I got to – this doesn't usually fall where I do trivia, but this falls where I do trivia. I have a trivia question for you. Last time Georgia and Sanford played was 2017. Mm-hmm. Can you name the two guys that were on that team that are on this current team? Hmm. Well, Stetson Bennett's one of them. That's correct. Um, let's see. Let's see. Four. Um, he's a senior, and he's a three-year letterman. Not the Twitter guy. What position does he play? Linebacker. or Defensive back? No, not defensive back. He's, either he has his hand on the ground sometimes, or he's mainly like a, a linebacker. I could look at my. Well, I know I you could, could look, look it up, but I don't remember. I know Stetson's one of them. But. How about I tell you? Yeah, Robert Beal. Hmm. Wow. Yep. Yep. He redshirted in 2017, and this is his COVID year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. So Stetson and Robert Beal, two stalwarts yeah. of the Georgia football team this year, are played in the 2017. Version. And you'll never see that again, by the way. No, like that. That, that is a. That is <laughs> now my now my dad's calling. <laughs> that is. I mean, it, that's a, you'll never see it again. No, like it is. It's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, so, I've been barring another pandemic, and I'm just gonna. The, uh, let's, I'm, let's hope. I'm not. just gonna guess we're gonna handle the next one differently. Yeah, let's, let's, hope not. let's hope just not. Just yeah. Um. All right. So, Do you talk about the playoff real fast. We should yeah, talk about yeah. the playoff. Yeah. So I think it's been noted that not only that Georgia would have been fifth in last year's, but to me, this is really like, what was the thing we've been talking about, what we've been worried about, right? Losing Kansas State, losing losing your Kansas State team, losing your Texas Techs, losing the, the teams that don't get part of the two NFC, AFC sort of things. This foresaws that, I think, for the foreseeable future. Like, and... I understand the money is the money, and that's why these things happen. But I have to say, at a certain level, um, where would you rather be a coach right now? Um, Oklahoma or Clemson? Um, because I got to say, your path for a playoff for a to your path for a top seed in the playoff is much clearer at any other school other than the SEC and the Big Ten. And I think a number of of opportunities. Uh, um, with 12 teams like you can make an argument that there's going to be one ACC team one Big 12 team uh, one group of five team uh, one Pac-12 team and then the rest are going to be Big 10 SEC like I don't think that's going to happen but like I mean I think honestly I think that was a hold up right I think I think behind the scenes they were pushing for 
a cap of two or maybe three per conference. Yeah. And, and the that, other weird and thing they is, did not do that. No, no and the, yeah. Big Ten and SEC were like, no, yeah. get better. I, and, and maybe they didn't have a hang up with this, but Notre Dame can't be a top four seed ever. No, they will. Yeah, they will always host a game. <laughs> Notre Dame, which, if you think about it from until Notre they Dame, get, until they give in, right? But think about Notre Dame's from Notre Dame's perspective. That's a best case scenario for them. Yeah, right? you get a home game every year. They get a home <laughs> game every year. Like literally, all all Notre Dame has to do is not lose more than two games, and they're in the playoffs. I mean, for what it's worth, though, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it is, as we've discovered with the baseball playoffs this year, it's why it's such a big difference between finishing first in the NL East mm-hmm. and second in the NL yeah. East. One is, one, you have to win to get to a place, and two, the other, you're already at that place. Imagine how we would have handled it last year's Georgia football team with everything that happened. Be like, wait, we're behind Pitt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like honestly, that was probably what uh, I wish it wouldn't have been picked because the pick would have been twelve. But who would have like who were the four last year? We would have been, been fifth. They said they would have been, been fifth because they didn't win the conference. So we, you can't yeah. be a top four seed, That's right? So they would have host a game against Pitt, which would have been super fun, by the way. That would have been. Fun. But the top four would have been Alabama, uh-huh. Ohio State, no Michigan. Sorry, Michigan. Alabama, Michigan. Who won the ACC last year? Uh, Clemson? I think it would have been Cincinnati. Coach Conference Yeah, champion. Cincinnati. Yeah, and then... Um, not they're, they're a G5. Four. It doesn't matter. Oh, top, yeah. top, the top four conference champions, oh, period. Okay. Well, let's, let's look. I don't, rec- I don't remember now. Who was, so the four, it would have been Michigan? Oh, probably Notre Dame, right? No, because Notre no, Dame can't be they can't. Because they didn't win oh, the conference. Yeah, you're right. Who won the Pac-12? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, is it Oregon or Utah? This is, uh, this is great. Might have been Utah. Might have been Utah. I think that's what it was. They were. Yeah. They would have been the fourth seed. Yeah. And so imagine being below Utah and yeah. having to play an extra game just to get where Utah is. Right. On one hand, that would be very frustrating last year. Uh, on the other hand, I think it would have changed the tenor of that SEC championship game. Yeah. And yeah. I think that is one of the key things that I think to take out of this is like those conference championship games are actually bigger than they were in the first place. And they already felt pretty big. And after, once this goes into place, which could be as soon as next year, the idea of, okay, well, we're all set no matter what happens in the SEC championship game. Those games have much higher stakes no matter what happens now. The difference between the one seed and the five seed is massive. That's, a, that's the difference between winning the NL East and, lo- and finishing second in the NL East. Now, on the downside, you no longer, like Alabama would have known it's in probably no matter what going into mm-hmm. that game. But I still do not think that would not make them. Now you understand playoff positioning a little bit more and you'll see, you'll see how coaches handle it, right? Like that, that's to me, that's, what's an interesting thing to look at is last year's SEC championship game. Alabama was playing for the world last year. Cause if they lost, they were not making the playoff and they were playing whoever the hell they would have played in whatever bowl game that nobody cares about. But Georgia was playing and wanted to win. But generally speaking, the difference was between a one seed and a two seed, or a th- officially a three seed, or whatever, whatever they ended up uh, calling it. But now the difference in that game is you get a bye, or you have to play a game against a top 12 team where anything can happen. I think that's a, that it puts, it makes that SEC championship game a lot more interesting every year, um, no matter what. But it's a nice consolation if you did lose it, because then you're hosting. Maybe hosting. Like, maybe, maybe hosting. Maybe hosting. Yeah, maybe hosting. But yeah, so here, here's the other. Well, you got to cool play the game. Who knows what can happen in that game? Well, here's the other cool thing. I mean, and I'm I'm thinking just from a fandom perspective. What if Ole Miss is the 12 seed and you're Georgia the five seed and you got to play Ole Miss? Still, still got to play them. Yeah, no, that but that would be awesome. 
So here's what would have happened last year. Uh, it would have been Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, and then Baylor as Baylor. the four seed. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, right, right, right. Of course, Baylor. Georgia would have been five. Notre Dame six. Ohio State seven. Old Miss eight. Oklahoma State nine. Michigan State ten. Utah eleven. Pitt twelve. Uh, so the top six, the top six conference with the top, the sixth auto qualifiers would have been Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Pitt. No, I'm sorry, Utah. But Pitt. Pitt made it in. It's the 12th yeah. seed anyway. Right? Um, Who would so, have been 13? 13 would have been the BYU Cougars. Mm. And number 14 would have been Oregon. Mm. Yeah, see, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's always either. Right now, it's whoever the fifth seed is. And now it'll be the 13th. So I, I think it's, it's going to be really fun. Listen, what did they figure out? They figured out how to keep it fun mm-hmm. to both give... Uh, maintain the current conference structure while still giving every possible advantage to the SEC and the Big Ten, yeah. which is which is basically splitting the baby in 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 the exact right way. And they they're going to make a crap load of money. Well, and, and so I think you're right. That I think in a lot of ways this saves the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, and the ACC. Yeah, right. ACC. I'm I probably would have made the argument ACC. Would have been probably okay. Have been okay, particularly if they. Um, well, part of part of the reason they're probably okay is so strangely, perversely, their long term deal, yeah. which would have eventually killed the conference, but, but yeah, it right. would have saved them in the short term. Uh, what this does for them is allows them to compete on par and put teams in the playoffs, and also allows them if they want to start hunting to get out of their deal, they can start looking for try to find a way yeah. for it to add to their inventory. The second thing though is we're just shifting four versus five to four versus. Oh my God! I can't believe a ten and two Baylor team is in over is yeah. is getting a bye when t- the clearly better Georgia and clearly better Notre Dame doesn't get a bye, and that's going to be a, a common argument. But like, but like, who cares? Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> but but we have to, we have to talk about stuff for the first three weeks. But that's okay. It'll be fun because I mean the the consolation prize is a home game. I know, and I think that's cool. I, oh, I do yeah. think that's cool. Um, the the bad news is is we're going to play quarterfinals at you know we'll have to go I mean it does change your your planning horizon because you know if you're Georgia let's say let's say we have last year if Georgia you beat Pitt then you have to go to the Fiesta Bowl and play on the win you know, Cincinnati or whomever I guess or um as as a five seed yeah you yeah. play last year would have been Baylor. I mean Baylor. Right you have Fiesta Bowl and play Baylor you're Cotton Bowl and play. No Cotton Bowl was one of the whatever we have yeah whatever it is right and then the next week you have to go to the Orange Bowl, and then the next week after that you have a championship game. It's a lot. Let me tell you. Yeah, I you can, thought you thought eighteen was you thought seventeen was expensive. Let me tell oh, you. you had to do, do all those. Let me tell you, it can get expensive in a hurry. Yeah. Um, Particularly if you've like made that trip to add Oklahoma yeah. earlier that year. So if, you or, if you don't get the buy, are they adding basically two more games? Well, yeah. So you're going for twelve. Yeah. It's the same as sixteen. Yeah. So also, if two teams out of the SEC can make the fourteen playoff. How many SEC teams no, could no make cap. the 12 team? No cap. I think that was part of the original yeah. place where the alliance uh, was Is that upset. Is thing anymore? No, I think Well, uh, no, not since uh, Well, not since Kevin Warren went in and, and like shot up the room at the yeah. meeting yeah. of the Capos. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so, no, no, I don't think it is. Um, but, you know, that's the, that, I think that was the holdup. They, they wanted yeah. a cap on the number of teams that can make it from one conference. Yeah. And the SEC, rightfully so, the Big, the Big Ten, the SEC were like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Like, let's do our own thing. Yeah. And I think 
I don't, I can't say for certain how far along that discussion got, but I think the Big Ten and the SEC were, were, were serious about that. It's like, look, at this point, we can cherry pick the rest of the properties we want, come up with 60 teams. We'll tell Notre Dame, take it or leave it. You can play on the NBC all you want, but you won't have access to a national championship. Sure, you can play some games with us. We don't care, but you're not eligible for the, the national championship. I, I don't know how far those conversations got in like, other than, look, don't call her a bluff here, but I think they got, my opinion is they got far enough along that people started saying, okay, we need to figure out a way to make this happen in fast. Mm-hmm. One thing I would like to note for this that I think is an underappreciated fun part of this, and maybe this is me coming from the Illinois angle, but it also gives the opportunity when you have that special season. Mm-hmm. You can sneak in one of these. Yeah. I think uh, Robert Rosenthal, who does uh, the Illini board, one of seven Illinois would have been. Uh, I don't think he did not think 07 would have made it. He did, he thinks that he thinks the two. He does not think 07 would have made it, but he thinks two thousand. He said 83 definitely would have sure. made it. 89 and then 2001. 2001 that was a year they oh, lost yeah. to uh, LSU in the Sugar Bowl. But like that was a special year. That happens apparently once every twenty or thirty or however long. But like you're telling me, Illinois in the college football, Northwestern would have made it a couple yeah. of times. There's a Missouri might have got in a couple of these times. Like that to me is one of the fun parts of this. Is if you have that special season, you don't get rewarded by a New Year's Day bowl game that no one's paying attention to. You've got a chance to actually be in when you have that special season. It's gonna be like listen. I also think this puts extra pressure on a lot of your top SEC coaches because it turns it into the basketball tournament. Like if you're a basketball coach and you don't make the tournament, you've got a clear line right there. You can't even make the tournament. If you're Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, eventually Florida, Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan, so on. If you can't even make the tournament, now we got a great excuse to fire you. Yeah. Because this is not like, oh, there's only four teams and they took two SEC teams and we couldn't do anything about it. Uh, like, you're telling me Pitt was in this thing last yeah. year. How did you not get in this thing last year? I think it just, I, I actually kind of love it <laughs> because I think it raises the stakes everywhere while still. It's as close as football is going to get to the NCAA tournament, which is my favorite sporting event in sports, other than the World Series. And so I think it's great. I'm really happy about it. I think they, I think they did a really good job putting it together. Yeah. So it'll be fun. And 2001, Illinois would have made it. And How was Georgia in 2001? Would they have made it in 2001? They were pretty good. Um, they finished second in the country. In so, 2001? Yeah. No, that was 2002. I'm sorry. Um, 2001, was, uh, they were 8-4. and four. That was the hobnail boot year. They were it was. It was. So, uh, no, they let's see where it. Georgia wound up. They would not have made it. Here's a vow. Here's a vow. If there any time in my lifetime, all all of us are still alive, uh-huh. that Illinois makes, which is that was 21 gonna, years ago. You're going to pay for our tickets to. Oh my see. goodness! If, if if Illinois makes the playoff playoff ever in, ever in a season that Georgia doesn't, because this only ha- this would have happened 21 oh, years ago. I'd go that in a heartbeat. I mean, I just kind of feel like I we mean, would. You know what? We would immediately transition to an Illinois podcast. You know what I would do? I'd give you guys like a couple minutes to talk about Georgia. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, here, have your Georgia minute. Enjoy your Georgia minute. There's two of us. <laughs> like Georgia four minutes, two yeah, minutes each. Exactly. Tom's two. That's eight minutes. Yes. But yeah, so I'm very pro playoff. And I, I, it, I know that they were hoping to get in 2024. I think Stu Mandel had a really good piece talking about how many logistical problems there would be to get this as soon as 2024. Feels like maybe 25. 
But 26. Not right. least of which is when the actual championship games are scheduled in 24 and 25 right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Right. Okay, getting uh, as we transition into the end of the show, um, got an interesting tweet from Clem's tweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't write this. He screenshotted it and sent it to us. So I have no idea who wrote this. So sorry to them. But uh, he said, interesting nugget at WSLS podcast. And this is a screenshot of uh, something that says, Georgia has been ranked number one or two in 15 of the last 17 polls, with the other two weeks at number three. Since 2007, Georgia has been ranked number two in the country 13 times and number one nine times all last season. From 1981, the season after Georgia won the national title, to 2016, the Bulldogs were ranked in the top two a total of 10 times. So wow. just showing wow. you where we are now. Yeah. yeah. Basically. That's really cool. Well, thanks. Wow. I appreciate it, Clint. That's a good one. And then we've got a um, we got a we got a submission from someone named Will in Seattle. Again. Will Roberts. <laughs> He's just hey, it's open. The Squarespace, the WSLSpodcast.com uh, comment board is available <laughs> if you want to use it. Mm-hmm. And Will is doing a fine job of using it. So he says Hi, WSLS. Week one traditionally produces an overreaction or false narrative. Example, Ohio State's offense isn't good. Pac-12 already eliminated from the playoff, etc. Sorry, Tony. What UGA-specific narrative coming from opening the opening win do you think is an overreaction? Example, something that you do not think will hold true when looking back at a season as a whole. Thanks. I got a good one on this one. Okay. Stetson Bennett's going to put up Heisman numbers. Like that's that yeah. that seems like a very obvious one. Like just look what's going to happen this weekend. Yeah, I, I, like I I, that. and that doesn't mean that Stetson's not going to be great. He was terrific in that game. I loved after the game when they interviewed him. He's like, so like, yeah, that's that's the best game I've played. <laughs> like he was very nonplussed. Yeah, he was very matter of fact about it. Like and which I think is pretty impressive for a guy that just won, like was the MVP of the Orange Bowl and won a national championship right afterward. Uh, but. That's a game where you can do that because, like, that's also Munkin showing off and showing they can not showing off, but like clearly that was oh, a game. He was play. showing off. I know, but more to the point, th- that's not. But like, game, the, there's going to be no reason for Bennett to throw. There's going to be games where he's going to throw like 14 passes, and yeah. and I think that's the that the idea. I understand a lot of Georgia fans were upset, understandably so. Bennett was. Terrific that they like. Here's the Heisman shortlist for heading into the season. Where Stetson Bennett? Where Stetson? I think Bill Connolly even said before the season that people were shorting Stetson Bennett as a Heisman candidate, which I get. But this is not a problem for Stetson Bennett as a Heisman candidate. This is actually a problem for Georgia players as Heisman candidates. Is they just this particularly quarterbacks like this game? He's going to throw like twenty passes. Hops if he throws that many. Right. And so that's going to make it to where even if he's just as good as he was last week, the stats are just not going to be there because there's going to be a t- like Oklahoma's, you know, there's going to be a game where Alabama's going to need to throw for, for a ton of numbers. Don't sleep guys. on Caleb Williams out at USC. Yeah, yeah, he, he had oh, yeah. he had big numbers. They're gonna put up numbers. Uh, don't sleep on Tommy DeVito. There's gonna need to be thrown back yeah, a lot of money. He definitely is. Uh, yeah, that, that's the one I'm I, I would agree with that. That's one. And, and, and part of it, too, is like, and that's probably the biggest difference between Nick Saban and Kirby Smart is like, if 
Georgia gets up big, we're going to run the football. He's going to try to shorten the game. Yeah. And Particularly Nick's, if he's going, going against someone that he respects. And yeah. When, and it's out. not that Nick Saban doesn't respect people. It's yeah. not that he doesn't call the dog off. But he lets his players get his. Yeah. Right? I mean, we saw that with um, uh, who's the running back that won the Heisman for them uh, like seven years ago. Oh, five the big years ago. dude. Yeah. Uh, Henry. Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was running him. Yeah. He's running him 40 times a game yeah. at the end of the season, even in games where he didn't have to. But he's trying yeah. to put husband numbers and up, that's right? And that doesn't seem Kirby style. It's not Kirby style. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I, not just Kirby style to have like I, one I, dude that you lean on that much anyway. I mean, you're talking about Conley. But Conley has Stetson currently first in his Heisman yeah. poll. And he's, you know, but he also, granted, is like, I don't expect him to end up here. Yeah. And it's not because he's not good or it's not like put together. It just, it's just not how they do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, he, I mean, is there a world where he goes... 15 for 15 and gets 275 yards this week? Sure. But if he, if he gets 15 for 15 and gets 275 yards, it's because it's – I don't I can't imagine a world where he does that. What's the, but, the, what's the name of the Georgia quarterback that had the perfect the near perfect game? Grace Grace By the way, but ESPN messed that up. It's like Stetson Bitt's the first quarterback in Georgia oh, history to have 80. It was like, I was like, you will not slander Grayson Lambert yes. in my presence. That's right. I seriously almost sent an email. I was we mad. were podcasting back then. I know. Grace and Lambert. I know. Yeah, they, also missed, they also missed something else. They, they app like trivia we questions. We did an emergency podcast uh-huh. for Fountain Data. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not forget that either. They, they also they, missed they up the app like trivia up. question, yeah. right? They yeah. they said Georgia took one transfer. Everybody's, took everybody on Twitter's like, name him. Yeah. <laughs> name him. All right. Trivia. One other trivia question. Yes. Uh, this is Georgia's second game of the season. Agreed. When was yes. the last time Georgia lost their second game of the season? I think I know this. Okay. Let's see. Wait, no, I've got obviously confused about that Clemson game. Because uh, uh, that was the first game of the season. Was it? Um, has it been since I moved here? I yes. Think it has, I yes. Think it has Good since question, I Will. I think it has been since um, I moved here. Is it? You were much younger. Yeah. <laughs> only, only in spirit. Um, I think, okay, I, I can figure this out. I, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about it. It's like, it wasn't 20, it wasn't 19. It was, it was not the Kirby era. Uh-uh. Was it 15? No. I, I can't, I'm not going to try to guess the year, I'm going to oh, try to guess the game. Oh, God, no. It was that awful South Carolina game that, that I went oh, to, 35 right. to 7. Was that the rain-thunderstorm game that got no, delayed? No, that game, I don't think, I don't think so. That was... 38-35. We lost. Oh, South maybe Carolina. it was. A, maybe it was. So yeah, I think I was thinking thirty-five seven. And I didn't look this up, but I think it was when like we were just short of a first down to try to continue our drive at the end of it. Was that yeah, right? Yeah, it's a. Oh God, yeah, yeah. God, there's so many of those. Well, and then to add on to that, twenty eleven and twenty ten were also second game season losses to South Carolina. Yeah, they've wrecked it. Right, right. Yeah, the, you know. 2011 was probably the 35-37 game. So, yeah. Um, so, George is playing Samford. I, I went to Vegas Insider. The money line for a straight-up bet win by Samford is plus 2,500. Wow. And so, if I bet how much? If you bet $100, you would then take home, you'd get your $100 back, you'd, get home, you'd take home $2,600. 
still feel like that's a dumb bet. <laughs> like yeah, I was expecting no. to say like twelve hundred sixty thousand dollars no, or something. No, if, there, if, it, if it for two hundred sixty thousand dollars, I would put down a hundred dollars because who like the, Georgia has an out COVID outbreak and not, not COVID, I guess the, an outbreak of the plague yep. and the uh, and they have to yes the cholera yes yes they have uh, monkeypox the they, scurvy. The thing is though, they don't even have a money line bet for Georgia in this. Like you can't bet yeah, yeah. three thousand dollars to win three hundred five or three thousand yeah, five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Let's see, uh, if you, uh, oh, the over-under for the game is 65. Uh, it's minus 110, so for those of you playing at home, 65. if you bet $100 on the over-under, it's, it's minus 110 over or under. Basically, if you're, picking, if you're betting over-unders this weekend, your payout is $190.91 for a $100 bet. If you win. So, do you go over or under 65? I, if it's going to rain, I'd take go under. But I'm going to go under as well. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. I mean, the implied score on that, if it's the uh, over under 65 at a 50 point game, uh, so yeah, the implied score there is 45 to 20, yeah, or no. 55 to 10, 55 to 10. 10. That's more like yeah. Uh, I do feel, that, and that sounds right now. Think particularly about it. Oh, with games like this, it always reminds me of. I was in Vegas one time and there were, there were people betting on like preseason NHL games. Yeah. And it just feels like, like, you know what? If you're doing that, I kind of think maybe you have a gambling problem. Just do cocaine. Yeah. Like, like, like go, like, honestly, if you want to be more fun go to go, blackjack or, yeah, or go bet on Florida, Kentucky for yeah, crying out loud. Yeah. Something. Like, like go on a game. You actually have a hunch about who knows what the heck's going to happen with this game. Yeah. Um, so Cincinnati lost to Arkansas last week. Yeah, uh, Houston barely beat the Roadrunners of Maybe. Texas San Antonio. Boise State lost. San Diego State lost. The G fives were one and twenty five versus Power fives. The only win was silly Virginia Tech losing to Old Dominion again. University again. Again, they play them for the next ten years. Oh my gosh, they have what a ten year schedule. Well, I I I assume. I assume the governor went to them and was like, yeah. we'll pull your funding. This is like when Illinois used to play U, uh, UIC in Chicago every year. They, like in literally basketball, yeah. In basketball, they made them play that game every year, even though it was never worth it. So, yeah. so what that Except means, Illinois never lost it. <laughs> and, and Navy lost to Delaware. Um, what that it's means a weird world, man. Is there's, there's probably no G5 that's going to get into the New York's, New Year's Six this year. Unlike you know, hey, Cincinnati. The only three teams that you could be looking at are Central Florida – and they don't have the schedule for it. Fresno State, potentially, and Coastal Carolina. Those are the only three that don't have a loss already that could potentially be a fly in the ointment for the Power 5 schools. And Fresno State be No, that's UC Davis. Um, I'm going to look at uh, Fresno State's schedule because I think they have a schedule to do it, but I don't remember. They're in the whack, right? Whack. Mountain West. Let's see here. Whack. Got trusty Athlon. Whack. <laughs> Be about it. I heard that's a good movie. I, I, I listened, it is funny. I listened to your Gerson oh, yeah, it's funny. podcast. It's funny. I heard Tim talking about how he knew that it was funny when his wife said she heard him laughing to himself <laughs> in the other room. Yeah. Is that right? It's a funny movie, man. It's, yeah. Beavis and Butthead are freaking funny, and they're still funny. Yeah. So, I might yeah. need to watch that. It's very funny. And, and you can get on Paramount? Yeah, Paramount, yeah, Paramount Plus. Yeah, so Fresno State, they, they obviously have to win the WAC, but they have Oregon State next week or this week and Southern Cal the week after that. Okay. You win those two games, as long as Oregon State and Southern Cal don't 
like bottom out, bottom out, um, you have a shot at it. Yeah, but there's there's just not many. Like Cincinnati had all of the momentum to well, get but, back, but they also beat the the sixth place team in Notre Dame, right? True. Who actually had a great season on their own. Yeah. So. All right, so fun office pools. Uh, there is no Thursday or Friday game this, this or God, Sunday God, or Monday. How's this all week? All Saturday. Because Thursday, Thursday is the big Bills Rams opener. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Get your fantasy teams ready. By the way, yeah. did you see I changed my fantasy? I did, team? I did, I did. Nice. Two rings, twice as nice. Oh, okay. instead of not since yeah. 1995. Yeah, yeah. I got that. We, yeah. Anyway, did you say? Did, did you name your fantasy baseball team uh, seven ring, eight rings less than the Cardinals? I don't play fantasy baseball. That's too much work. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It sounds typical Braves fan. That's fine. <laughs> I haven't played fantasy baseball in a long time because I just, it's a lot to keep up with. I'm anyway. sure there are no Braves fans on listening to this podcast that play fantasy baseball. No, I'm sure none, there's none whatsoever. Literally hundreds of them. So, yeah. I'm just, no, I'm just, no I, I, I would love to play. It's oh. just like, I just, I'm, I, that was just, I'm just doing a joke. I'm doing a joke about Braves fans. Just, yeah, uh, just I can't, I can't devote 162 weeks yeah. to, to 162 games to check, make sure my schedule's good. Yeah. We're too busy driving to Atlanta to our uh, home games to yeah. to bother with. You that. could do you could do you could do fantasy youth league. <laughs> we don't have to be experts in that. Yeah, you know, if I told Walker, I was like, "Hey, here's fantasy baseball. You're going to run it for me." He'd be like, "All right, that's oh, yeah, cool." Yeah. But I'm I'm not going to sign. I mean, I do write about baseball professionally. It makes it easier to follow. Yes. Yeah. Braves one game out. Yep. I mean, they're playing right now. I assume the Mets are, too. The Mets have lost two to the uh, Nationals. The Braves play against the Athletics, so they're oh, probably their first pitch. They're playing in like six hours yeah. from now. Um, All right, so... Are only... How many games behind the Cardinals are they on the record? Uh, oh, they're ahead of the Cardinals uh, by seven games. I yeah, I think it's, I think it's six, maybe okay. five and a half. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, so the leaders in the clubhouse... From week one of the fun office pools, painters picks. Not me. None of us. Ten Not and me. one. Uh, I think uh, uh, the wife of, of a listener. I think it's uh, Lee Munger. Is that right? Uh-huh. I think he tweeted that his wife is leading. Okay. Uh, well, is, is his wife a listener? Yeah. I don't know. Does so, because I prefer to think of Lee Unger as the husband of a listener, right? Maybe I don't know. We'll have to ask him, Lee. Lee, if you listen to this, which and she's not. Will. Why does she hate us? Let us know if she's the listener or if you were just yeah. mansplaining it for her. Seriously, like, like <laughs> I think you're the mansplainer. You're the one that was like the wife of a listener. I'm like, oh, you mean a listener? Is that who you mean? Maybe I was doing. That. Well, I just know that my wife doesn't listen. Well, oh, the, my ninth, God. the ninth place person is not a listener. But my, she my wife has not paid attention to anything I've done. So she's like, I don't know what he does in that room. Like, apparently checks come in, but I have no idea what happens in there. So uh, she was ten and one with sixty five points. Alla Rowe is also ten and one with sixty four points. Make uh, Moon Dog Julie Moon. Yeah, Julie. She Moon. tweeted at us. Julie Bell. She is in third place. She was ten and one, sixty three points. Will Linthicum. Mm-hmm. Is that say? Yeah. 10 and 1, 62 points. LMG Dog Fan, 10 and 1, 62 points. And some people that we know, uh, and Kathleen Waller. That's my youngest. 10 and 1 with 61 points. She has not brought that up at all this weekend. You can tell the people that did not pick Illinois. <laughs> Those are the ones that are doing very well. I, can, I know who doesn't have my back. Um, my son Jack uh, is 9 and 2 with 54 points, 73rd place. So within striking distance. He's tied with us? Tied with Tony Waller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I are tied. No, I'm not tied. I thought we were. I'm not, no. Will and I are tied? So you and Jack are tied because he, used, he uses, you know, I'm Jawavi Films, he uses just Jawavi. 
Okay. And that, for those of you that uninitiated, that's an acronym for my three kids, Jack, Walker, Vivian. It's the first two letters. Um, so, oh, yeah, <gasps> yeah, acronym. Uh, so, but Tony is eight and three with 54 points. Jack is nine and two with 54 points. Will Leach is ranked 87, just one point behind, but he went seven and four. Yeah, I didn't have a good week. Um, my son Walker, um, who was very salty about being eight and three and 51 points and can't stop speaking ill will about Illinois. Because he picked <laughs> Walker's in a salty face. He, yeah. He's in a salty face. Yeah, he is. He's he is, 14. He, yeah, he's in so, a salty face. I'll, 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 let it slide. Yeah. I'll let it slide. Uh, 51 points. And then me, I went 6-5 and five with 46 points. It's, everything's still in front of me. Yes, yeah, also for someone, all our goals still there. All of the goals. Are still we, we just want to. We just, we want to play, and we will play it first weekend in, in December. Yeah, so. I just could do some coach speak for five minutes and talk about all all the goals are still in front of me. So let's go ahead and start with uh, Virginia at Illinois. This is the fourth all-time meeting between the Wahoos and the Illini. Uh, Virginia won last year. Virginia is also one and two versus Illinois. And this is the first ever visit to Champaign. I'm going to call this the same color palette trophy game. <laughs> Illinois is favored in this game. And I know Virginia lost something. They've got a new coach and I get it. But man, like the, the, there's a great quote that again, uh, Robert Rosenthal for Illinois board always says about Illinois football. We're Illinois football and we can't be trusted. Illinois was better than Indiana. In that Absolutely. Game. I don't think there's any 100%. question. I think, I think uh, Bill Connolly's numbers had Illinois had like a win 68% of the time. Uh, they were clearly better. They had every opportunity to win that game on several occasions. Yes. That call at the first half was horrible. Horrible. That was obviously a touchdown. I don't know what a touchdown is. Maybe do, twice. Like, do you have to like carry the ball out to your car uh, uh, to to have it be an actual touchdown? It was a ridiculous call. But they didn't lose because of that call. They lost uh, because they they blew several opportunities against a team that they are better than and should have won. Um, so it's encouraging. That Illinois is better than than another Big Ten team in an obvious way. Uh, but I, they're Illinois football, and they cannot be trusted. Um, I am picking Illinois. I'm, I'm picking Virginia. I'll I'll pick the orange team. Okay, Illinois. The orange helmet. No, they went blue. No, the the thing I love about fun office pools is they put the old script. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Helmet with the orange. That's a good luck. I'm going to go with Illinois. They're playing at home. They're favored. Why wouldn't I pick? I Illinois? don't understand why they're favored. I don't. Virginia won last week. Not great, but like you know, I, I don't understand why they're favored. That, um, hurts. that hurts. Moving on, um, we have Marshall visiting Notre Dame. First ever meeting between the, the Thundering Herd and the Fighting Irish. They are. Uh, I, I was interested in this because I was like, West Virginia is close to Indiana, um, separated by Ohio and Kentucky. It's 394 miles apart. Certainly culturally. Yeah, certainly culturally. Um, and as I was kind of looking, um, I found out that West Virginia was not supposed to be named West Virginia as a state. It was supposed to be called Kanawha. But the governor back in the 1800s or 17... No, 17 1861. Okay. Wanted uh, to keep Virginia as like a, a known commodity. And so they made it West Virginia. Isn't there, isn't there a viral video of a guy drunkenly realizing that John Denver is not singing about West Virginia, but the western part of Virginia? I didn't know. I don't that. know. It's a, but it's a, I'm going to Google that now. There's a, very drunk, there's a very drunk guy in a bar going, no, that's the thing, man. He's singing not about West Virginia, but the western part of Virginia. Okay, so I put this game on there because I am interested to see how um, a, a new coach 
handles what happened to them in the second half. If, if you recall, Notre Dame was leading Ohio State yeah. at halftime, and they did nothing the second half. They made no adjustments. Even after it became clear that Ohio State was going to start running the football, they made no adjustments offensively when it became clear that um, what they were doing in the first half uh, with that crazy little quick sprint pass Ooh. game with Tyler Buckner was working. It was, it was it stopped working. They made no adjustments. Um, I, I'm picking Notre Dame, but if Marshall wins, it will not surprise me. I'm putting this low, low column. Wow, okay. right. I'm, I'm not with you on that, but it would certainly be quite a start for Freeman's uh, coaching career if he went 0-2. There's no question. Yeah, I think Notre Dame wins and covers. They're yeah. favored by 21 and a half. I'm thinking Notre Dame. Okay. I'm willing on. to give you the not cover. I'm not willing to give you a, a Notre Dame win. Moving on, we've got uh, the Baptists versus the Mormons. Uh, Baylor travels to BYU. This is the third all-time meeting. There's going to be a lot of people drinking and hiding it from each other. <laughs> yes. There will, be, there will be a, there'll be a lot of... Yeah. There'll be a lot of uh, like no, this uh, yeah. is iced tea. It's twisted tea. Yeah, no, like that. no. There's a lot of chastity bags happening. Uh, they played. This is the third all-time meeting. They played last year in Waco, and before that, they played in 1983 and 1984. So, wait, they, we, pl- huh? They played BYU in their national championship season, which I don't recognize. Right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they did. They played Baylor. And did huh. you know that Georgia played BYU the year before that BYU played Baylor in 1983? Yeah, and beat the fool out of them, like 56-0, yeah, they, right? 82. I don't know what the score was. So, uh, so yeah, Baylor-BYU. I've been on the BYU train. I'm standing yeah, there. I know you are. Uh, I'm taking Baylor. Yeah, they're ranked eighth in the country. I'm taking Baylor as well. Okay. Jarrett Stidham's going to run all over him. Okay. He's not the quarterback anymore. He's I like know. an announcer somewhere. Yeah, Dave Aranda is doing calculus on the sideline. Right. Then we got uh, South Carolina at Arkansas. This Arkansas. Is, <laughs> yeah. This is the first visit by South Carolina to Arky in nine years. And they were both added at the same time in 1992. <laughs> they were the expansion SEC team. So I, they, they just stopped playing after uh, Missouri and Texas A&M showed up. Um, last three wins in this series have been by South Carolina. Yeah. Sam Pittman's still mad about what happened in 16. Arkansas. 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 Sam Pittman will actually talk about drinking a beer as opposed to like saying, I enjoy an adult beverage. Did, did you hear him apologize? I'm not condoning it, but I'm going to drink Sam, a cold beer. Sam, lean in. Of course you drink cold beer. <laughs> not condoning it. He did say that. <laughs> I condone it. You should have one. Like if you're 13 and drinking a beer, you should not condone it. If you're a grown man who won a football game, I think it's, I don't think it's. I agree. You know, it's time to head for the mountains, right? I had a I had an old I had a friend of mine uh, my my youth minister actually when I was growing up I asked <laughs> you and him, I had totally different experiences. I asked him if he drank beer mm-hmm. and he said not in public because oh. if like I were like at a he actually said if I were at a Pizza Hut because that's what you think you used to be able to do you used to be able to get a pitcher of beer yeah, yeah. at Pizza I, Hut and I play Ms. Pac fan sure. while you uh, get your personal band pizza put it in the red cup yeah pizza oh, yeah. Red cup. and yeah exactly and uh, uh, but but he said he would drink it at home. But he's like, I have a, a public image to put up. So if one of my, my prisoners came in and saw me drinking a beer in a Pizza Hut, it would look bad. And I ha- at the time, I was like, okay, I totally understand that. There's a logic there. Yeah, now I feel like, no, like, like 
Are you hiding from, like, if you're going to drink, you should be able to totally be able to say that you drink. And if you don't drink, like, and now it feels like he's got, like, a secret life at home. Like, what else are you doing that you don't want to? He's a very nice man. I'm sure he was doing none of those things. But that's, 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 why, that. that's why my mama knows my drink. So I can never. Like, my kids are always like, I hey, was, dad, I mom's drinking again. careful about it until the pandemic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, yeah. seriously. No, I, this so, is the only way we're surviving each other. No, so I I take a totally different approach. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm a grown-ass person, mm-hmm. and if I want to have a drink, I'm going to have a drink. And I don't tell the kids where I have the key to the liquor cabinet, but yeah. now, yeah. especially now that I have three teenagers in the house. Yeah. That's the thing is the boys are not old enough yet, Like, so all of our liquor is just still lying out. But right. eventually yeah, you we're going to— yeah. You have a mind, mind yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to put, yeah. put a mark you on the thing. Thinking. You have to let them—you have to at least let them think, uh, yeah, I'm, I know exactly what color bourbon mm-hmm. looks like if it's right. been watered down. So right. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. We're going to have to lock it up probably. You are. In, you are. I mean, William will be 11 in November. Here's, so the, here's the thing yet. about vodka. It is easy to hide. Yeah. I can't say that from experience. Yeah. I can say it from experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It won't be William. It'll be all of his bad friends. That's right. That's what every parent tells themselves. Suey pig. <laughs> yeah, did we pick that? I did. Several okay. times. <laughs> Arkansas. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna win. All right. Mississippi State goes to Arizona. <laughs> Shockingly, this it's is our first ever meeting. Dry heat versus cold wet heat. Can you tell me how many miles it is from Starkville to Tucson? Hold on. Give me one second. Let's see. Okay, the one... 2,117. No. Not that many. From Starkville? No. It's not that far? No. 1,742. It's like that far from San Francisco to New York. <laughs> you would not 2, win the, you it's would like not win the showcase showdown. Yeah. You were way over. Uh, it's 1,408. Or no, 1,480. Just write down I-20 until it turns into I-10. Huh. Did you know, and I, I didn't write this down, but I, I read this on Twitter and I kind of laughed at it. That El Paso is halfway between Houston and LA? No, I didn't read that. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Is it? That's the I actually looked it up from I, here. No, from Houston to LA, El Paso is the midpoint. That I was like, that can't be right. Amazing. And it is. Um, speaking of Tucson, I've always had a hard time spelling Tucson. It's T U C S O N. Well, some other people had a hard time spelling it, and they were doing Arizona was like trying to get this NIL thing done. It was called like Tucson NIL, and they spelled it T U S C O N NIL. And somebody else noticed it and went ahead and grabbed the URL for it and then like held it hostage. Like like, uh, like I squatted it. Wow. Saw that on Twitter last week. Um, who's going to win that game? I, I mean, Arizona beat San Diego State and yeah. looked decent doing it. Um, I'm still taking Mississippi State just because... Mike Leach? He I, knows the Pac-12? I trust Mike Leach to do something crazy once a, game, once a year and this is it. I'll take... I'm going to take Mississippi State. I am too. I'm going to take them as well. Then you've got uh, App State at Texas A&M. First ever meeting. Shocker. This seems to be a theme. Um, what are they going to? What do they have left in? In uh, the, do they have any ammo left for Jimbo? So I'll put this game on there because uh, they scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. Yes, it's against a Gene Chizik coach defense. <laughs> Gene, you should have stayed retired. But I felt like I felt like Texas A&M didn't look great in the first half, and I just went. I was curious, morbidly curious. I think Texas A&M wins, but do not count App State out. I think I'm going to count App State out and pick Texas A&M. Yeah, if this were spread stuff, I would do it. But I'm what's picking, the spread on that I'm game? Picking money line stuff. Uh, Seventeen and a half. Oh, okay. Right. So lower than yeah. Notre Dame Marshall. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the Aggies. Then we have Wake Forest at Vanderbilt. This is the 17th meeting, which was surprising to me, but they're kind of similar. 
Same color. Same color. You know, yeah, I made academics. note of that. Same size. Same you size know, stadium. A lot of similar school colors this week. You've got Illinois, Virginia, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Arkansas. I mean, Georgia Samford's close. No. They wore blue helmets last time they came. Blue and red, red and black. Bulldogs. If you're colorblind. Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. Their um, name is kind of like our stadium. Their name is kind of like our stadium. Oh, now I'm... Okay. All right. I apologize for dismissing Unagi. You. Now I'm on your level. Bulldogs, <laughs> dark blue, Samford, mm. Sanford. Did you know... That, I think I've told this before. When I worked the Olympics, the pins... Mm-hmm. And there was a misspelled tent, pen called Stanford Stadium. Did you get I'm one? Sure, oh, I have one. I'm sure it's Do you valuable. Have two? <laughs> Do you want one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, is ten and six all time versus Wake Forest, and they have won three in a row. Really? They're and they've scored all the points. this They're year. They're about to go ten seven. I got I got to wait for it. So I kind of like I was kind of impressed that Vanderbilt wiped out Hawaii like that. Yeah, I figured I they would win. I didn't think they were going to wipe do it that. It was like a tsunami. Yeah, that, uh, that's, yes, that's, 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 that's not funny on the islands, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's, the, the game happened two weeks ago. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. Every single time we mentioned Hawaiian football, I have to remind everybody of that time where like the the alert came, the accidental alert was sent to all Hawaiian residents that the yeah. nuclear bombs were coming. Please find shelter. Yeah. That happened like four years ago. Yeah, yeah it's not great. Yeepers. Uh, I will take uh, Wake Forest. I got Wake as well. They're ranked, so uh, eight, they were favored by eight and a half. Um, then we have Missouri at Kansas State. Kansas State is the home of the BTK Killer. Exactly. It is the, not only is it the home of the. Yeah, B- me thinking it now. It was, remember, it's not the home of the BTK Killer. Okay. It's not, he was from. He's from Nebraska. Okay. He's from Kansas. Excuse me. But he was. But his his daughter went to Kansas State. Okay. And he got. And he was a fan. Tickets. He was a guy that season tickets. Oh. I feel comfortable. His daughter had an alibi. Yeah, yeah. She, she no. She was written a whole book about because uh, I mean they they were that whole family was like flabbergasted. Yeah. I guess his wife suspected. Yeah, but the yes. kids had like no idea. The kids had no idea. Anyway, let's go to let's talk about something that happened to BTK Killer. Um, this is the ninety third meeting. Ninety three. First time. Did they used to be in the same years. conference? They, they did. did. They still should be. Um, first time in eleven years, and it's only two hundred eighty two miles between. Springdale, Springfield, for Missouri? Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Columbia, Columbia. Is that Springfield? Nope. No. Oh, I mapped Springfield. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's Columbia. It's about the same number of it's miles. The other okay. Yeah, I got that wrong. Columbia, Missouri. Because um, Columbia, Columbia is halfway between St. Louis and Kansas City. It's probably That's like 230 good. miles in. So this is a good Rorschach test uh, for what you think about Missouri and what they're going to do this season. Um. I think Kansas State wins. I think Kansas State wins as well. I mean, I I saw Luther Boot Button, Luther, the number one wide receiver yeah, yeah, that Luther. Georgia wanted. Luther. He went off last week for Missouri, um, even though it was against low competition. Burden. 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 I think Burden. Burden. I I've got Missouri. I think they're gonna go into Manhattan. Oh, I can see it, but yeah. yeah. And and win. They uh they're only an eight and a half point underdog. All right, now we've got three games that are of high interest to Georgia fans. We've got Tennessee visiting Pittsburgh. First ever meeting in Pittsburgh, although it's the fourth meeting overall because Tennessee used to make Pittsburgh come down to Knoxville. But the funny thing is, Tennessee's never beat Pittsburgh. So they've played Pittsburgh three times in Knoxville, and Pittsburgh's been like, you know what? We're going to beat you on your home field. 
three straight times. I think Pittsburgh wins for the fourth time in a row in Tennessee uh, Sports Talk Radio, which you can find on TuneIn, and I, I do this when they lose like a crazy game. It's, it's so hilarious. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to do. You seriously need to do that. You don't have to do anything other than search Tennessee Post Game Show or something. It's these two dudes that don't have a filter. They don't screen their calls. They don't worry about cursing or poor mouthing the players or the coaches. It's amazing to listen to. I actually did not think Pitt looked great against West Virginia. I watched a lot of that game. Uh, I am actually going to pick Tennessee. I'll take Pitt. Nice. Then we got uh, Kentucky going down to Florida. Kentucky has won two of four after losing almost all of the previous matches. There are only 19. They've won 19. Florida's won 53 um, total in this um, matchup. I think Kentucky's got it. I was I, even though Florida pulled it out. I was not that impressed of uh, how they handled Utah, and I think they're going to be a little bit smug like we are on the Ooh. podcast and um, underestimate uh, Mark Stoops and the Wildcats. I have been up on Kentucky all year. I'm going to stick with them, but I do think Richardson is a... a uh, we have more information now about Florida than we did before, and so I'm wavering a little bit on this, but I'm going to stick with the Kentucky with, a lot of, with not very much confidence. Um, do I have it right that if if Kentucky wins, it will be their first two game win streak in something like forty years <laughs> against Florida? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I'll take the cats. I'll take the cats. I I. That's a really hard choice for me because I. It's a good game. I think that's I think a really it's a good game. game yeah. I think. In my mind, at least right now, it's clearly the game for the team that's going to finish second in the East. Yeah. Uh, and not being smug about that, I'm just it's yeah. just a statement of what I believe facts are. Um, it's a question of which is the bigger game for Georgia, really. Right, yeah. which is the bigger game. I just think, I think Kentucky... Look, Anthony Richardson's going to be the best athlete on the field, bar none. If Kentucky doesn't find a way to stop him in the way that Utah couldn't, uh, they lose. I, I think... Right now, I trust Stoops in the fact that the consistency they have shown to figure out, if not a way to stop them, slow them down, and also Florida is still coached by first – he's been coached a long time. Sure. It's the first – the second week in the new staff. So, give me Kentucky. And then we got uh, Alabama at Texas. Um, interesting that the, the last six matchups between these two schools have been in bowl games. They played nine times already. Texas leads the series seven one and one. Bama won the BCS in the Rose Bowl on uh, January seventh, twenty ten. That was the last time these two teams played. Uh, first time in Austin since nineteen twenty two. Wow! Another fun fact. Two two. Nineteen twenty. So what? A hundred years. years. Wow! I didn't even put that together until you look so shocked. Fun fact: Texas and Georgia have played five times. Texas has never played in Athens. Oh, wow. But okay. they probably will That'll sometime. Probably, maybe before a and plays yeah, it. Well, no, probably, never yeah. mind. Maybe before we go to yeah. never. You, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I'm taking Alabama. It's, it's any, any reasonable person would right now. Uh, the question is whether Texas can show something to get people excited. Yeah. Uh, but, but I don't think that means. Is there a moment where they that place is really rocking because Texas has done something surprising? Or is it 
Georgia, Oregon? <laughs> I think that's the real question. But uh, I'm going to take Alabama. I, I'm going to give Texas a couple moments, though. Yeah, I'd like to see Texas win this game. Um, I don't think they will. I think uh, Bama wins but doesn't cover. Spread, What's the spread? Winning and a half. That's a big. That's a big number. Yeah. For a road game against a yeah. Team. So then we get to Georgia at Sanford. We've been talking for about an hour and a half. We've talked for probably ten minutes on the game, even hmm. though this is our Georgia Sanford preview. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, second meeting all time since uh, first time since 2017, and I think that was a 45 to 14 win. Jake Fromm threw 13 passes, and Bryce Ramsey threw two passes in that game. So I would uh, kind of go on the lines of Will and Tony saying that, yeah, Stetson's probably not going to throw it more than 15 times, especially if it is bad weather. Um, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to predict who scores the first touchdown because somehow I've... Coach, you've been right at that? I was right. You've been right. really good at that in the past. Um, it's not going to be McConkie. I think it was it's, a tall sweep. Though. I think it's... Yeah. I think, uh, I think Kenny McIntosh scores... Uh, on, on the first Georgia drive, um, a run, an 18-yard run. Let's see how good I really am. <laughs> That's impressive. Um, Which end zone are you going to? Uh, East the, or West? The West. West okay. What zone. time will it be? It will be that the game kicks off at 4 o'clock. That'll happen at 4.17. What will, what will, the, what will the barometric pressure be? <laughs> 29.08 and rising. Uh, no, the weather's going to be bad. Though. It's going to be falling. falling. Okay. <laughs> so it's falling. Um, wrong. All around wrong. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a score? So what's the score? Yeah, I think I think the score. I think the score will be. I Did you unplug it again? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say the score is 49 to three. I was actually going wow. on the same sort of like playing off last week sort of stuff. I uh, I to me the big question is do they get a touchdown? If, or or do we start getting excited? Like, well, for all the talk of right. Georgia missing all of its players, they've never given up a touchdown till blah, 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 blah. I'm going to just give ourselves a fun week of that, sure. Uh, so I'm going to say it's going to be 52-3. to three. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, I think a lot of – I think it's a lot of running. Um, it's altogether possible we end up with two 100-yard rushers in this game. Um I mean, obviously Georgia's going to win, and depending on the weather, like if if we have a day like today, it's supposed to rain today, and yeah. it's sunny all day, that could change the game script around. Um, I, I think really the biggest question I have is how long Stetson going to play, and how long, and how many reps some of the other quarterbacks get, and how many reps the third string get. Um, because I think we will see some younger guys in the game a lot, and they've circled this game as absolutely one of the four games you can play without burning a red shirt. Um, I'm willing to say the score is a, a, a touch lower or closer than what y'all think. Um, before we said the implied score of this game was 55 to 10, I was thinking 54 to 10, so I'll stay with yeah, that. I like that idea. All right, well, and hey, it will be great to be out at Sanford again. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, even it, if it's raining. Yeah, it so I'll, it may, I might not be out there that long. <laughs> right, it we'll maybe not. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I hope hope we can get out there. It looks like the weather is going to be. Um, it could change. Wet, but it could change. Right, today was supposed to be rainy, and it turned out to be lovely. Sunday was supposed to be fine in Greenville, and it mm-hmm. rained on us for like four hours straight, it, and we it, biked in the rain. Did so. the same at the lake, and yesterday was the same way. I got in the, I actually got in the pool yesterday for a while, even in the rain, till the thunder started. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I shouldn't be in the pool in the pool, and the thunder. I mean, yeah. 
All right, well, we'll see you all out at the stadium. It's going to be really awesome. We're actually going to be out there for the first time in 40 years. Uh, We're going to be watching Georgia football, the defending national champion at Sanford Stadium. That's pretty exciting. There's a new flag. There's a new number on the It's going to be very fun. Can't wait. I doubt they'll do anything. I feel like they're not going to make like a thing. No, we had a whole day of things. Yeah, so they won't like say anything. By the way, the block numbers look great on the jerseys. Can't wait. No, they they showed them last week. Oh, I saw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so until then, hey, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Don't really post as much on the latter, but uh, it's the same handle. It's easy to find at WSLS podcast that is wow i wouldn't mess it up too um make sure to also follow at seven six apparel on twitter and instagram as well and if you do buy a shirt at the seven six.com make sure to use the code wsls for free shipping like tony and will said we will see you on campus this coming saturday and as always go dogs i like this new way yeah it's weird when you don't drink I know, it's kind of odd. I didn't really like it.